What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Cervantes Podcast. Joining me today to celebrate Asian American and Pacific Islander Month and phenom- phenomenal AAPI Women in Communications is rising junior video television major studying at Hofstra University, program director of music at 88.7 FM WRHU, and member of Zeta Phi Eta fraternity, Hofstra's pre-professional co-ed communications fraternity, Jade Ha. How are you doing today, Jade? I'm good. I'm so excited to be on the Cervantes podcast. It's a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Some background information for everyone. The month of May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Month, which is an annual celebration that recognizes the historical and cultural contributions of individuals and groups of Asian and Pacific Islander descent to the United States. The AAPI umbrella term includes cultures from the entire Asian continent, including East, Southeast, and South Asia, and the Pacific Islands of Melanesia, Micronesia, and Polynesia. According to a 2022 NPR article titled The Story Behind Asian Pacific American Heritage and Why It's Celebrated in May by Rina Torchinsky, the author noted that May 7, 1843 marks the arrival of the first Japanese immigrants to the United States, and May 10, 1869, or Golden Spike Day, recognizes the completion of the first transcontinental railroad in the U.S., which had significant contributions from Chinese workers. What's your background, and did you grow up always having a sense of pride in your Asian identity? I am half Chinese. My dad came from China when he was about my age, uh, and my mom was born and raised in New Jersey. Um, so I'm, I'm mixed race and half Chinese and half mixed European, I guess. Um, and growing up mixed race, especially, um, was definitely like an interesting experience. You know, like, I feel like I speak for a lot of mixed people when I say like, never quite fit in with the white kids, never quite fit in with the Asian kids. Uh, so like growing up, it's, it was always tough to like find your way. Um, but I, my like, the way I was like brought up was mostly like American. Um, every year we celebrated Chinese New Year and that sort of thing. But as we grew up, we never really were as in touch with our, our culture, my brother and I, I mean. Um, okay. We always never learning Chinese. Like it's something we always wish we could have learned from a young age. Um, right. It was just not something that we our families really focused on. Um, but now as adults, um, especially like in our modern times, like things are very different now. Um, we are definitely more in touch. We try our best to, you know, eat more of the, the Chinese food, like not like Chinese food, but like the real Chinese food. <laughs> the real Chinese food. <laughs> Everyone eats Chinese food, but um, like we went for dim sum last week. And that's like something we never did when we were when we were younger. And now we make it more of a, a regular thing. Um, but growing up, definitely, um, I knew I was Chinese. I knew kind of as much as like a kid can understand what it means to be a Chinese person. Um, but I didn't, I didn't fully understand the weight of it until, until I got older. Um, I just knew I was different and it was because of my race, if that makes sense. Um, and now growing up, it's sort of been learning to embrace that and understand it better, I think. Did you grow up knowing about and celebrating AAPI Heritage Month? I only knew about it until like up until last year is when I like knew it was a thing. I had no clue. It wasn't something that we wow. were taught in school. Like my, I don't even think my family knew about it until recently. Like wow. Yeah, I like, and you were you were like reading that stuff in the beginning, and like I was like, I didn't know that. I just thought they chose May. Like that's so cool. <laughs> like I never learned about any of this stuff. Like growing up in school, like. 
That's yeah, so like, crazy. Like, That's so for like Women's History Month, and like that was it. Like we like never really learned. We did we did Black History Month like a little bit, mostly Women's History Month. We like focused on. Um, but yeah, I had no idea it was a thing. That's I didn't even so crazy. Yeah, until last year, I was just like, like I, I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. Um, Sorry, the dog's barking. Oh my god! No, no worries. No, but that's crazy. Um, I was gonna say I knew about it for a while, but then, but I like more recent. Like I want to say maybe, maybe high school. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, I just I, gra- and we just graduated from college, so I would say high school. Wow, but that's so crazy. And I think that goes to maybe the curriculum and who's who's deciding what's important. And we're spending so much time. I always say almost every episode. I always say it, but like. We spend so much time on one particular history, and then we spend five minutes on this, five minutes on this group of people, five minutes, and it's like exactly that's such a great way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember even just like in like elementary school, like, I had like zero like non-white teachers, even like wow. Okay, in high school too. Not come to think of it, yeah, only in college did I start seeing like Asian American professors. I think. But um, I mean, that just like goes to show like it's not, it's just not in the curriculum. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, people should know, people should know their history and, and know, because I feel like when you know your history, that also adds to the sense of pride that you will have for your people, your culture and so on and so forth. You know, like once I started learning about like black history and like I don't know everything but once I started learning like more stuff like oh my god we built the white house I didn't know that <laughs> like I was like oh, I didn't know that's like, sick. <laughs> you know <laughs> I didn't know that until maybe three years ago or just like wow. little little gems here and there it's like wow yeah. like okay we're more than just this bad thing that happened for a long time we're more than just what they say in the media like and you start to oh like I'm I feel good so hopefully exactly. and I feel like it's the same for it, um Asian a people thousand percent, under, yeah percent. you know I, I remember as a kid, um, we did like sometimes like do stuff for Chinese New Year. Like when I was like in preschool, my mom came in and like read a book about Chinese New Year and we like did like a craft and it was in the newspaper and we had like a clipping somewhere. Oh, that's so cool. Um, but like even like growing up <clears throat> every so often we would like have like a day in like elementary school and we would talk about Chinese New Year. Like you do feel a sense of pride. You're like, I'm special because we're talking about this thing that like pertains to like me and my culture. Like these are my people who are doing this. Um, and like it may like not mean a lot to other people like are just learning about for, for the first time but like I remember those days like very well um and like it you really do feel like a sense of pride like talking about that yeah and I it, you you I feel like that pride is so important because you're even though we even though Asian people aren't properly represented represented in media and we need more like main characters of Asian descent and sometimes you know there's stereotypes and the way the media portrays it is not always like accurate you still have to be proud of where you come from despite all of that and it's hard much easier said than done but you have to be proud of where you come from because that's you you know god you know if you you believe in god like god made you for a reason you're special and asian people have contributed so much to this country and this world so it would be a shame to like downplay it just because jason and becky don't like what you eat at lunch you're so right though you bring up such a great point I I completely agree yeah I mean we're definitely making strides but there's like still work to be done like as you said um but like that's exactly why it's important like what you just said like 
but like that's it like, that's like the money money answer <laughs> thank you thank you and like Kamala Harris she's um half Asian which I think is so dope you know so there, there's representation yes. in, in like politics and government there so yeah definitely definitely stride absolutely absolutely Hofstra University has a student run on-campus television network called Hofstra Entertainment Access Television or the Heat Network which has five different shows Thursday Night Live, Hofstra Today, Sports Beat, Two Weeks Notice, and Director's Cut. On LinkedIn you recently announced that you accepted the position of Associate General Manager of the Heat Network. Congratulations! What are you most excited for most when you started when you started this position in the fall 2022 semester? I, I'm really excited. I haven't done a lot of work for it just yet. Um, I only recently accepted it, and then I'm really gonna start uh, towards the end of the summer in the fall. But um, I've I've already been like an avid member of the of the network, just crewing on shows. I'm in the cast of one, um, and so I'm just excited to like get my feet more wet, like like delve yes. more into it. like what I what I do now is like crewing on shows and working on them. But like to like come into like more like the important decisions like within the network, um, it's really exciting. <laughs> That's so awesome. And did, um, were you chosen or did you apply? Um, um, I applied and then uh, it was an election within oh, the, nice. um, the like, I don't know like the terminology, like the, the like other management did like an election. Oh, okay. Like the e-board. The, yeah. The, okay. it, was like, it was like the producers. Yeah. The producers. Yeah. And when you have this position, are you, um, what are you going to be overseeing? Is it more so like the technical stuff behind each show, casting, the content? Um, so like within like the like SGA terms, I'm technically, I believe the treasurer. Um, and then for my senior year, I'll be the president. Um, so oh, it's nice. essentially being like a, I don't know, just like the, 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 the associate general manager, like managing, like overseeing. Like delegating. Like, yeah, um, I, I'm gonna be running the social media. Um, I'll be helping the current general manager, Megan, um, run our, uh, what's it called? The Get Involved HU page, um, okay. working with recruitment, things like that. Running like network okay. events, like general interest meetings, like that sort of thing. Um, okay. Yeah, budgeting, fundraising, that sort of thing, yeah. Oh, that's cool, okay. I yeah. thought you were gonna be like, um more so like technical maybe that's another position i'm thinking of but more that's, so like technical yeah that's the program director um that's what which they, is what the zach one, does that's what zach used to do that's what christian does now and what olivia is the associate for okay okay yeah i got it i was yeah, like that's, well, that's thinking... like the four e-board members it's the general manager the program director associate general manager associate program director yes okay 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 that's what i was thinking that's it's so a little cool, confusing like, no one really like breaks it down ever you just kind of have to like figure it out i don't know like <laughs> I, I didn't know that until like very recently <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cool though um will there be a show in particular that you're looking i know you're on thursday night live um will you stay on thursday night live and will there be a show in particular you're looking forward to working with the most uh i will hopefully be staying on thursday night live um i believe they do like re-auditions every year so I'm hoping I get to keep my spot. Fingers um, crossed. <laughs> but um, no, there's no show in particular. I always love like crewing all the shows. My favorite show to crew is probably Director's Cut. Don't tell anybody. Oh my God. Um, okay. I, I <laughs> yeah, it's just the, us. Just us listening. Yeah, just us. It's, like, I just like the vibes. Um, I don't know. And of course I love TNL night because it's like, it's like less stressful for me because I'm not on the crew. Like my friends are all on the crew and they're running around like, oh my God, like this mic's not working. I don't know. Uh, and I'm just like, <laughs> sit down, like read stuff off the teleprompter. Like it's kind of chill. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, really all of them though. I just love 
no matter what show you're doing, like the environment and is always just very like, I don't know, just, there's such a community I feel. Um, yeah, and every, every show has its own different like, like vibe almost like yeah sure. but um, it's all positive like you said which it's, it's always good yeah it's just like I, you know like like tnl is always like oh like, let's get this done and like sports beat is like hey we're gonna talk about sports hey like it's chill like i don't know <laughs> um so i, I like i like I all of that. that exact reason i wish more people knew that because i think coming in i was kind of like oh well I'm not filmed, so I can't do director's cut. I don't know about sports. I can't do sports. Anyone can crew on any show. Oh my gosh, yes. You don't even need to, like, it depends on your position, obviously. Like, you can't be, like, talent and not, like, (laughs) know about sports. uh, Like, you know, I don't know about sports, but be on sports, be kind of thing. But yeah, like. You could totally be production manager, um, any type of crew, like a camera, audio. Like, you can still work on something, but not know. Certain classes to crew at certain positions, but, like, I believe anyone can be like a PA or a tech assist, like, and yeah. like still like have a hand in like putting on the show. Um, don't quote me on that. I don't know the, the rules a hundred percent. Yeah, but like totally. And I think um, I'm glad that I didn't like pigeonhole myself my junior and senior year. Like, okay, I'm only gonna stay at Thursday Night Live because these are the only people I know. This is what I'm used to. Like, no, let me branch out. Let me do some packages for these people and do um work on this so very diverse very positive environment and I like that we have options it's not just like one show I like that people can choose but you can totally work on all of them if you want yeah anyone can find anything that like works with their interests on Friday May 13th of this year WHU Hofstra University's three-time Marconi award-winning radio station had its annual banquet to celebrate and honor the work of exceptional broadcasting by the students who work at the radio station over the last 10 months Jade in particular won the Leadership Excellence Award. How did it feel being recognized for your amazing work? Um, it felt really good. Um, I, yeah, I've been on the management team at WRHU since uh, early January. Um, and it's really been just like a phenomenal experience being able to sort of refine my like management and leadership skills uh, through that. And to be recognized for what I thought was like, I was like, I think I'm doing a kind of good job. And to be recognized for that, to be told by the upper management, like, hey, like, we really appreciate the work you're doing. It was just so special. Um, and being surrounded by all my peers and my friends at the station, uh, it was just a really great environment. Uh, and to see them also recognized for the amazing work that they do was really special. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's so awesome. And I love that, like, there's not a lot of people that do it, but, like, the fact that you do WRHU and the Heat Network, radio <laughs> and TV, you've done, like, production assistant, technical stuff, camera, <laughs> and then you're killing it also in the radio department at Hofstra that's so cool um I, I didn't think I remember like two years ago I was like you can do both like that's so there cool. aren't a lot of us but yeah it's yeah I'm sort of like bridging the gap almost like it's very fun to like see like how people do things differently at each org uh and kind of like incorporate that like like hey like this org does it like this like maybe we should like think about that um yeah it's really fun it's sort of seeing like each side of the coin I don't know yeah, and, like, you can tell that, like, you know, like, you really love it. You're not just doing it for, like, a cool LinkedIn post or, like, your resume. I mean, the LinkedIn really... post is, is great. You know, I love LinkedIn. It helps. Uh, it helps. I use LinkedIn more than, like, Instagram. <laughs> no, um, you should, but it's so cool, and it's, it's inspiring because, like, okay, like, other people of color are, you know, doing their thing, and you've been at Hofstra for such a short period of time, and you've accomplished so much. It's like, okay, like, if this person can do it, they've been in the same classes as me, you know, they're super nice, very smart, like, okay, let me try and be as good as this person, and 
try you know work hard yes thank you so much it means a lot hearing that yeah i um yeah i just love what i do i don't know like i i don't like sitting still like i always have to like be doing something um and that's that was my motivation like that's all that's all i did that's all it was really yeah (laughs) is it difficult um having leader because now instead of just being like a member of heat and WHU, you have leadership positions in both so is it difficult well, you didn't start. You didn't start the heat um, uh, associate general ma- manager position yet. But is it difficult, like having that work balance and like doing schoolwork as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that was something I like worked on this semester. Being a member of both in the fall was already difficult, and then becoming a manager for this semester um, was definitely something that was difficult at first. But um, the way that I've kind of like not, like figured it out, the way that I've kind of looked at it is like. Most of the work I do at WRHU like happens during the day. I think it is like my day job because it, it is a job. Um, right. So like that's like my day job. I do my classes like in between and like between classes, I'll like do the work I have to do. And then like at night is heat. That's like like my like extracurricular. I like it's like, I know it's like my day job and like my like night job, I guess. Like it's like. Okay. And you break it up like that. Yeah. Because like normally they don't like intertwine. Like what? I rarely ever had to do anything for heat during the day and if it was it was on weekends then WRHU like for my job at least like not a lot happens at night unless I'm doing like an Islanders game like that's obviously at night but it's not that's like an extra thing you know um so kind of like breaking it up sort of like how I see it like almost in my schedule is what made it all make sense that's cool that's cool so you're never like oh I can't do heat because I'm doing WRHU or I can't do under what you can do heat like it's it's separate you have like Very time rarely. allotted that's really yeah. cool and what do you do for the islanders i saw that but i, I couldn't yeah so i uh i'm essentially a radio engineer for the new york islanders um so it depends on like what game but i'll either be operating the board for like espn's coverage uh, and airing their commercials or operating the board for the like regular coverage that's going on like ESP or not ESPN, Series XM, and like wherever we're broadcasting that day, and on 88.7. Um, the the latter is much more difficult because uh, you're like communicating constantly with the play-by-play commentators, um, and you're like keeping track of like the timing, like that sort of thing. Uh, and you're playing like all of the different uh, intermissions is what you're also in charge of. Um, wow, that's, yeah, that's so really cool. Fun. The season's over, but. Um, next season I'm very excited to continue doing that that's like definitely like one of the coolest things that I do like in general for that's so cool any of the orgs. <laughs> I didn't know that you were interested in sports so that's I didn't know you were like a big sports <laughs> I got into sports like on accident almost um but and everything just kind of like fell into place I one one day I was um I was a producer for a music show called Airwave last year and one day I get a text uh from one of the at the time, WRHU EV members, shout out Max Sacco, he changed my life. Um, and he said like, Jay, like, I really need someone to do this like interview with this like, uh, this like uh, lacrosse, college lacrosse player, like no one else can do like, I need to do it. And I was like, are you sure you want me to do this? Like, I don't know anything about lacrosse. Like, I don't know what you want. And he's like, Jay, there's no one else. Like, I need you to do it. And I was like, okay. <clears throat> so I came in, I did the interview and he was like, oh, like come to the, sh- it's airing later tonight, come to the show and like hang out. And I was like, okay. I went to the show and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is like nothing like what I do for music. And then I came back the next week. They had me engineer. Came back the following week. They had me like on a panel. I had no idea what I was talking about. They said like, this is the question. Like this is the question you're going to ask. And like, like this is like, you can like make a decision based on these things. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll like say this. Uh, I had no wow. idea what I was talking about. 
Um, <laughs> and then that summer I was shadowing for the position I'm in now. And I was watching people do Islanders games last year, uh, last season, the Islanders from the playoffs. So the season went later. Uh, so over the summer, people were doing like, these really intense games. I was like, oh, that seems cool. Uh, so in the fall, I continued doing like the stuff I was doing for sports already, which was like engineering every so often. And then I started putting in for Islanders games and I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. I like, I really enjoy like the like high stress environment, which sounds weird, but um, just like, no, but I, that's- I have, like all that pressure. It's like, like, it's like do or die. Like if you screw up, like you can't go back. Like you just got to keep going. Um, that's what I like about like all these things. It's like the very, like live, like, live production. Yeah, yeah. You can't go back and edit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so cool. So that that's like, I think that's a gem right there. People listening, like, do not be afraid to take risks and like put yourself out there. And even though like the person came to you, but like, don't be afraid no, to take if risks. I said no, like, you know, I don't know. You know? Yeah, you may definitely. Not be, I, I think my life would know? look very different. Um, and like now I'm like considering like going into a career like in sports broadcasting, not like the broadcaster, like more tech, but um. Yeah, and, like, I, I would have never thought of myself to be, like, the kind of person to to look into doing sports at all. Now I, like, I, like, watch sports. It's crazy. Oh, my God. That's, that's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, like, even if you may not know something about a particular subject, still apply for that job or apply for that internship really? or apply really? for that role in your school's campus if you have a radio station or some type of heat network adjacent thing. So that's so that's so cool. That that's that's a gem. That's a gem. Absolutely. For sure. What do you that? enjoy most about working at WRHU? Well, that's a great question. Um the the people, the community, like everyone wants to help everyone to succeed. Like if you're like every, I, I mean it when I say every single person has a desire to better the station for those that come after them. Like if I'm like in one of the studios and like having trouble, I could grab any single person from that office and say like, hey, can you help me with this thing? And I can guarantee you every single one would say yes. It, it like, there would never be like, no, not right now. Like, it, like, like they would help me and like walk me through it, like step-by-step. Step. Everyone wants to help everyone. And that's something I've never seen at any other place that I've worked. Um, and I really just think it goes to show like just the environment that we sort of create in the community. Um, I think that's really special. I think that's like something that's like so special about the station in general. Um, just everyone, I don't say everyone loves everyone because like, obviously that's impossible, but it's just like, there's a, there's a respect for everyone, like despite like differing opinions or whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and it, it's just like creating, creating, we all have the same goal in mind, which is like, of course you get a job, but also like station-wise to, to make it better for the people who come after us is really, because like, like, sure. like when I came in, like it looks like nothing like that. Like I, and I, th- I like to think it's for the better. Wow. Okay. No, you see that. You see that. I think um, I was in the spring 22 training class. Um, Jade was uh, one of the people um, in charge of that class. And I was intimidated at first when I would like have to go to the station and maybe like, you know, learn how to do something and ask for help. And I was like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, you know, these are big shots. Like, I don't know if I should ask for help, but it's like, no at Instagram DM or just pulling them in the hallway like hey can you show me how to do this and to see how respectful and how nice um most people are I can't say everyone because that's not always true but most people are it's like wow like people really care and like when I was studying for the test and you got and each um eboard member would like study with us they all wanted us to see us pass and and like win and I I love that I, I like that environment my parents always said like people don't have to like you 
but they must respect you. And you see that at WHU. Absolutely. Yeah, you see definitely. that. Why was it important for you to get involved at the station, going back to WHU? Well, I, so I was a freshman during like the COVID year. I started college in fall of 2020. Um, and so there were a lot of restrictions on like what was in person, like limits on how many people could be like involved in a certain thing. So it was, it was a bit more difficult, especially as a freshman to get involved with HE because there was um, people uh, getting hours for RTV 14 and like uh, upperclassmen were given priority, which like makes sense. Um, so it was harder to get put on crews, uh, but I still wanted to get involved in some way. Uh, so I applied to the radio station the summer before my freshman year. Um, okay. I was interested in it. And then that ended up being, I couldn't be more grateful that I made that decision because I didn't realize that it would be hard to crew until I got to college. Um, so that was sort of my way of like still being in person and getting that hands-on experience outside of the classroom. Um, it wasn't like what my major is, but it was still like in the same realm. So I like learned all of that, like mastered that my freshman year. And then like sophomore year is really when I started doing stuff with heat, um, when a lot of the, the restrictions were lifted. Um, nice. Yeah, so <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it is important for people like listening who are, um, you know, graduate, going to graduate from high school in a couple of weeks. What, uh, if you do decide to go to Hofstra or really any school, get involved in your extracurriculars early. Get involved Absolutely. early, and you're not like me, like waiting till last, uh, waiting till like second, third, fourth year, um, trying to get involved in things. Um, do stuff early so that you can um, improve and like grow in the radio station or crewing a TV show or doing film. Because I think that that experience that we get outside the classroom really helps. Because even though I am learning a lot in the classroom, like, oh my God, like, you know, 44 was very helpful. 24, 64, like all those classes, all these production classes that we took, those are, were great. But I feel like you really kind of learn what the real world is like when you do Thursday Night Live, when you do a comedy show or a sports show or the Hopper Today, our new show, or even the radio station, like learning that, you know, audio aspect of it. So it's so true. And I, you need that hands-on experience when you, are applying for an internship for sure absolutely it's like you're learning like the fundamentals the basics in class and you're applying it elsewhere like I feel like I like I've seen just in my classes like people I don't normally see on crews like like tend to like not be as like on it as those I see at every single show yes it's like it's just the reality yes. because they're getting more practice right like they're just doing it you know for two hours in class whereas we're doing it for like like, like six, six hours, hours the following <laughs> night yeah yeah for sure exactly and also someone I forgot I kept saying like I kept apologizing when I would mess up and I don't know if it was you or just like friends were like oh no like it's okay so I was like you right you want to mess up here and not at a job I, <laughs> I someone like, oh, told me that too it's like this is the place to make mistakes like at the end of the day like if you like don't like if you make like, a colossal mistake like it's really like no one's gonna die like you're not gonna like get kicked out like we right. won't get like right <laughs> and you it, it, and when you make this I always tell people when they're like oh my god I guess like if you make a mistake now like you're not gonna make it again especially like someone who, like who like I don't know I'm the kind of person like if I mess up I'm like oh my god like I suck like oh my god but like especially like when you're like in high emotion like that like you're gonna remember like oh my god I will never do that again because I don't want to feel like this again um so it's the place yes. to learn from those mistakes like you learn what not to do yeah yeah like being late you know or it's like Absolutely. don't do that you know and it's like okay I'm learning not to do that here so that by the time I do get a job 
definitely not going to be late if it's SNL or <laughs> Good Morning America because <laughs> they're no, not yeah. going to be as nice, you know, unless I'm your like, mom is working there. Or <laughs> no, literally. Oh, my first cruise, I forgot to put on my headset. I, I just like, it didn't occur to me and I didn't realize we were starting. And then everyone was like, like, where's Jade? Like, she's got to be a headset. I was doing like teleprompter or something. And I was like, oh my God. And I, and like the teleprompter was broken. So it like pushed us back. And I was like, oh my God, like, I want to die. Like, I was like, like, this is not the industry for me. I screwed up so bad. <laughs> But then no, yeah. like, I was talking to to the PM leader and like, like, like it's chill. Like it's, it's fine. Like, it's like, <laughs> You'll be like okay. okay. And you know, like since then, like I'm the first one on headset. Like you already know. And it's because of that experience. <laughs> it's because of that. Like, oh, I, I do not want to like have that happen again. Jesus Christ. I like, oh my God. I think back and I just like, I shiver. I cringe. I'm like, oh my God, like that was so bad. Anyway. Yes. No, yes. For sure, for sure. So yeah, those, those experiences, it's like, yeah, like it's okay to mess up. Now's the time, learn here. And then, you know, you'll you'll be better, you'll shine, you know, by the time you get into the real, you know, industry. Um, in 2021, actor Simu Lu made history as Marvel's first Asian superhero with the film Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Chinese American screenwriter Domi Shi, Domi Shi's feature film and directorial debut Turning Red was the first Pixar film to be solely directed by a woman. I wanted to ask you, do you believe Asian representation in Hollywood is improving? A thousand percent. Oh my gosh, yes. I loved, I, I never saw Shang-Chi just because like, I'm not really a big fan of Marvel stuff, but I watched Turning Red a thousand times. Um, absolutely, especially since I was a kid. Like when I watched Crazy Rich Asians for the first time, for instance, like I, I cried. It was, it was just like so magnificent. It's just like this like cute like rom-com story that like could appeal to a mass audience, but like the family sitting around the table making dumplings together, that's something I did when I was a kid. Like it's, I mean, like it was just so special. And the, the other night even I saw um, everything everywhere all at once. Um, I gotta see that. I heard that it's really so good. good, I highly recommend it. I was talking to my brother about it though. And like, we were saying like, this is how Asian stories should be told. It's like this movie is huge, everyone's talking about it. And it's just like this like really, really interesting story but again, it's incorporating these aspects of like our culture that we understand better than anyone else, but like anyone can like appreciate it. Like, like they're celebrating Chinese New Year in the movie. Like, like we had some of the same decorations that they had, like, oh my, like we had those growing up. Like it's that sort of thing. Um, I think that's so important. And like, there, there was not a lot like that, like however many years ago. Now like right. every year or so, there's like a new like movie like this. Like there was like turning red last year and now there's this one but it was like crazy rich asians like that sort of thing um so a thousand percent it's improving i think at least from my perspective right because i like going back to disney channel because that's that was my thing when i was younger um the only asian like main character it was her movie she wasn't a best friend or a side character was um brenda song and wendy Wu homecoming warrior i was like oh my god this is so that was cool. my favorite movie as a kid for it's that so exact cool. reason you know i i, mean, I, I absolutely yes and yes, it's so yes. important it's so important for people to see themselves um especially when like they've contributed so much to this country and they're they're living here they're working here they're thriving like let's let's see their stories represented and we see so many other people's stories represented you know and we're able to relate to them so producers and executives need to and also we do so like people movies with people of color like predominantly like black or probably asian we do sell overseas because there was like a myth that like oh we can't make this movie with a you know a, a predominantly asian cast or black cast or whatever because it's not going to do well in other countries but that's not that's not true because we see that 
Black Panther made so much money. Um, Crazy Rich Asians made so much money, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like, you can, don't be afraid to be diverse. Are there <laughs> any Asian people in entertainment that you look up to, whether that be Asian directors, filmmakers, actors, etc.? Um, I wish there were more, but the ones that come to mind, like John M. Chu, he did Crazy Rich Asians. He did it in the Heights too, I think. Um, yes, yes. I, I just enjoy his style. I don't like, I never like watch interviews with him, but I just like, I think it's amazing what he's doing, especially with Crazy Rich Asians, which I love so much. Um, Ali Wong, as silly as it may sound, she's she's a writer, she's a stand-up comedian, she's a producer, she's an actress. Like she like she does it all. She's like, I don't want to say the Asian Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling is also an example. Oh my gosh, she does it all. Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. Um, but she just does everything. I think that's fantastic, and she's hilarious. I love her. Um, <laughs> uh, who else? I don't even know. Like who else is there? I don't know. I think um, Ronnie Chang is hilarious. Randall Park, also hilarious. Um, I, I, I just- These are great people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really what I'm doing here. Um, uh, but no, those doing are like the ones that mind. Yeah. Yeah. When you, do you know what you want to do in your career? And is there someone's career that you follow? <laughs> or like, um, you want- I really don't know what I want to do. It changes every day. Okay. Um, like I know, I know my strengths. I know what I enjoy. Uh, I just need to figure out what I can make into a career and what I can make the most money with. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's um, the truth. There's, there's not really anyone that I'm like looking up to that I want to follow. It's just kind of like figuring out what I like the most, what's the most profitable and what I'm strongest at. Um, and that's sort of the next few years is what I'm, what I got to yeah. figure out. <laughs> exactly. Um, and finally, my last question, what does being Asian mean to you? good question um it's hard to like put into words I don't know I just like I know that for me personally it means using my voice and being loud and proud about it um I wasn't necessarily ashamed of it as a kid but it was something I didn't really think about and now like I'm, I'm conscious of it in every situation I'm in um and it's yeah just using using my my skill set and my like privilege and opportunities to to use my voice to make things better for other people um because like we deserve to be in the limelight man like we're like we're sexy we're cool like yes. <laughs> I don't know um yeah just like being being loud and proud having pride um you know, being, being hopeful, that sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And not letting anyone take that pride away from you, you know? Yes. yes. And yes. not letting people put, you know, nasty stereotypes about your community um, and like putting you in a box and. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. Okay. I love that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love that. Um, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. This was so fun. Thank you for having me, Cervantes. This is so fun. <laughs> of course. Where can everyone follow you? Oh my gosh. Um, my Instagram is at jadeha jade dot eight. Wait, no. What is it? Okay, J at J A D E E dot H E. I forgot. I don't know. Um <laughs> I don't really use Twitter. Uh, Catch with me on LinkedIn, Jade High. <laughs> yes, yes. I think awesome, that's it. Awesome. And, and follow sure at WRH Music and WRH I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. That's crazy. And at Heat Network. I guess yes. I'm plugging that one. 
yes. follow yes. heat network and the virtue music on instagram like she said be sure to leave a rating for the sponsors podcast on anchor apple podcast spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts also don't forget to like comment and subscribe to the sponsors podcast youtube channel and click click the notification bell up top so you never miss a new episode thanks for listening bye guys Oh, you know, my, oh, you know, my, oh, you know, my.